Warning! The following podcast contains strong language, which some listeners may find offensive. If you do... Up yours! That's only if you don't listen to the podcast. Otherwise, not up yours. Did you know the Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all of the social media outlets? Give us a like, follow, share, subscribe, or even a review if you're feeling generous. Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Twitter, Twitch, and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. It is Tuesday. You know what that means. It's me, your boy, Big Tasty. The gang's back together. We've got everyone in. It's Jay. It's Faye. How's it going, guys? Good. Good. One week like... Faith, the other I had a headache. I, I like it when I don't introduce people individually, so I just leave everyone to just jump in at the same time. It's more competitive that way. I think it's uh, if it fosters uh, it fosters a better environment. Yeah. Of course, yeah. <laughs> Chaos. Um, I feel like I'm slightly less wrestled out this week. Yeah, it's been like not like a, a down week, but I haven't actually watched any live wrestling now in like over ten, like eight days, which seems weird. We are going to Lincoln. Um, well, me and Faye are in it yes, um, at, at the weekend to watch 1PW, which should be a laugh. Um, yeah. I I've, woke up and watched New Japan. Yes, and we're going to watch more New Japan at the weekend as well, which is going to be madness. Um, yeah, it's been Isn't a bit of an elimination chamber at the weekend as well. I don't fucking They're know. They're both on the same night. Oh, fuck, are they? It's only just been yeah. a Royal Rumble, hasn't it? Like, what the fuck's going on? New Japan's on at like three in the morning, though. Like, oh, like that's crazy, all right. So I can crazy. basically finish one and then start the other. <laughs> no sleep club. I'll, I'll have monsters during um, elimination chamber, so I don't fall asleep because there's only one match I actually care about in that. Yeah. Think we can convince the hotel in Lincoln to let us watch something if we bring a fire stick. <laughs> Just plug it into the lobby. Usually, usually the hotels now have like um, you can like Chromecast to tell you. I've got I've got a Chromecast that I bring with me, and we can watch Down. something. As long as, yeah. you, as long as you've got a tablet, you'll be alright. Yeah, Sarah's got, got a, a tablet. tablet. And Sarah's got an updated data as well. Yes. Um, so that's awesome. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I want to just highlight something, because um, it's not really, not really wrestling-related, but something that, that had a, a very profound effect. I mean, it, it sort of came about because of wrestling. So yesterday, Sarah went to Manchester to watch Progress. Apparently, the um, CPF versus one 2 match was fucking insane. Um, but while she just, Sarah was out all day, so I had the TV to myself, and... So I've been listening to a podcast about TV shows that came out last year, and someone recommended a show called The Bear. Uh, it's on Disney Plus, um, and I put it on to see what it was all about, and I watched the entire first series in one go. Wow, what's it about? So it's about a a young, like my guy in his twenties, who is a Michelin star chef at a, the best restaurant in America, in New York City, and he comes back to Chicago to take over his brother's. Um, sandwich shop after his brother kills himself and the shop's like kind of fucked and it's like all the staff like hate him because he's trying to change things and like loads of money and it starts out as this like it's it's like kind of dark darkly comedic um and it starts out about like this like sort of fish out of water like he's trying to like deal with all this like these problems and get money and um like run the shop and like trying to trying to be a bit more professional and stuff like that and it sort of eventually sort of 
evolves into this like extended metaphor for him trying to deal with like the grief of his brother's death and 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 this and it's and it's it's absolutely phenomenal it's it's it's, uh, the main the main actor the guy i can't remember his name i will google it now he is absolutely phenomenal does it make you hungry it does because there's lots of like beef it's like a beef sandwich shop like you know the big like the the french dip stuff um oh yeah jeremy allen white is the lead actor he played? He played one of the kids in the American version of Shameless. Um, but oh, he's, okay. He's, Let he's me pheno- just check that he, out. He is phenomenal. And also, if you know your if you know your online food guys, uh, Matty Matheson appears as like a, a sort of comedy character slash handyman, which is awesome. He looks like a method Jonah Hill. Who Matty Matheson? <laughs> no, uh, Jerry Allen White. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's phenomenal. It's really, really good. I'd recommend it to anyone. It's only eight episodes, and they're only half an hour each, so it's not too long, okay. which is which is real nice. It's on Disney Plus. It's under the stars nice. thingy. Uh, so that was a really good thing that happened in the last twenty four hours. And then today, I had a bit of a well, not a downer, but it's just it's like just oversharing here. Um, so on a Monday, I tend to like grab something really easy to cook for tea because like between prepping the podcast, doing the podcast, not got a lot of time. Uh, I was in I was in the big Tesco in town. Um and you know birds I have this like chicken shop like range which is yeah. like made out of like actual chicken instead of like the stuff they sweep up off the floor. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I was like, oh that they look nice. They had like salt and pepper chicken bits or something. So I was like, oh yeah, I'll get them, I'll them and some chips. Got them out, cooking them, and it's like so they're salt and pepper in that they are flavoured with actual salt and pepper. Not proper. So they're not salt and pepper. No, and oh, I feel like Scott, I feel like, I feel I feel like you can't sell that in Liverpool. Like I think that's false advertising. It really is. So, so that was upsetting. They were all right, but you know, wouldn't get them again. Not what you wanted. No. No. So it's, it's so it's been a roller coaster of of a of a last sort of twenty four hours for me, really. Um, the chat for you. It's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And yeah. I'm also trying to keep one eye on the football, which is happening as we My speak. My dad like shouting vaguely. That's probably <laughs> that's, that's probably fine. Um, Anyone else got any any mishaps, Jay? I mean, do you want to talk a bit about? Because you obviously went on the podcast yesterday. Do you want to talk about why you went on the podcast last week? Sorry. Uh, no, not really. I had the head injury. <laughs> Let's leave it. At that. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, Jay was... Only because I've had to like relay this story like to everyone I'm fucking spoke to all week. Just just safe to say, Jay was not medically cleared to appear on the podcast last week. Yeah. 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 Getting home from Sub Pro was a bit of a fucking. Ordeal. Adventure. <laughs> I wouldn't call it an adventure, maybe a misadventure. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna call it an adventure. Yeah, but um yeah, I am uh, I'm I'm back to about ninety percent now. I'm okay. Oh fair. Ninety percent is probably about as good as you can ask for already, isn't it, these days? Uh, you know, when you're in yeah, your when you're in your when you're in your thirties, like ninety percent is like the new normal. It's like, oh my, my shoulder oh, yeah. my shoulder hurts a bit, but like you know, something always hurts, so it's fine. And I've got no mishaps, but you mentioned Tokyo Disney today, and I've been really excited about it oh, all day. It, it looks so good, doesn't it? Oh, like... Wait, sorry, just... to- to- sorry, run me, run me so, through on this one. There's a Disney park in Tokyo called Disneyland Sea, mm. and it's basically like steampunk Jules Verne inspired. So everything's inspired oh, right. by so, and like sorry. So they took like that one ride in like America and just made it into an entire theme book. So I was like, yeah, Kingdom it, Hearts. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's it, it, it's like widely regarded as like the best theme park in the world. Fair. Yeah. But yeah. 
I, I, I've shown Faye that today, and I'm guessing you've been looking at it all day. I have. That's why I haven't. <laughs> that's why I haven't done any work today. Like, uh, also, last night was the Super um, Bowl. Uh, as we're recording this, um, I didn't see any of the adverts because, despite the fact that NFL said they were going to have a, a a stream, so people in the UK could watch it and you could pay like 99p, their entire website just exploded like an hour before the kickoff, and no one could go on it. Oh so. no! Pat so, McAfee did a watch along of it, which I actually ended up watching instead of the game. For how for how much of it was he stood up? All of it. <laughs> and, then, and then he did a YouTube short afterwards going, why couldn't they have just held on for overtime? Damn it. <laughs> uh, but no, the, the, one, the one thing I have seen is they made like a fake, um, I put it on Discord, they made a fake advert for like the Mario Brothers plumbing service. And yeah. they used the song, the, the Mario rap from like the Lou Albano show oh. from the 90s in it which is fucking incredible it really i really like that that show was amazing that old show was horrendous but it was just an old tired lou albano like in dungarees like dancing in front of a green screen doing the fucking mario rap was oh it was just beautiful and you know occasionally sergeant slaughter was in it yeah and some of his wrestling fans just turned up up for no reason oh yeah what one of my favorite things about lou albano is um I can't remember where I saw this. It, basically, it's like the height of the rock and wrestling thing. And Cindy Lope was doing a press conference. And Lou Albano just cuts her off at one point because he's because of course he's there. He was in the girls just want to have fun video. And like he's best mates with Lindsay with uh, Cindy Lauper. So like she's talking, he just cuts her off and goes, By the way, I've got a movie coming out in a few weeks. You need to go and see it. And just starts plugging this movie. And I was like, All right, Lou, uh, we want to talk about uh, Cindy's song though. And uh, he just he just like keeps talking about this fucking film. So Lou Albano's Fantastic. in Lou Albano appears in the Young Rock TV series as well. Like it's all about like that era at the moment. And uh, it flashes back to it loads. And every time he comes out on I pop huge and Sarah has no idea who he is. I've <laughs> seen the Mario Brothers. I don't think so. I don't from what I know. I mean, I've never I've never directly asked her from what I know about Sarah's hey, like childhood. I don't think she's ever seen I don't think she's well versed in the Super Mario Brothers super show. You should absolutely oh, so do Lou Albano for Halloween, one year. <laughs> I mean, I could. I could do, like, late era at the moment. I'll get a wig. All, I could all, you'd, all, you'd have, all you'd have to do is just, like, get a wig and just, like, tape some fucking lazy bands to your face and you'd be sorted. <laughs> and then say, hey, paisanos. And then that's uh, As we're reading, as we're recording this, uh, Cody Gakpo's just good as well. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, nice. So, Sozevla... See you in the championship in it. I shows. <laughs> right. Should we talk about some wrestling that isn't like Lou Albano? I guess. <laughs> we've done a lot of that so far, weirdly. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, should we talk? Should we start with some Nuge? Let's yes. talk Nuge. Because we had some big. I, I didn't see it because, like, life. But yeah, apparently we had some big, um, big New Japan things happening down the weekend. Faye, do you want to? Do you want to kick off on this? Because I feel like you've got probably the most to say about this. So I I didn't see all of it, but the match that I did start off with was um it was Kenta and um Tanahashi. Okay. And um it was like, you know, when you're watching something and you're like, oh, remember this time last year when Kenta nearly died because Tanahashi like made <laughs> Was that a recipe <laughs> when, like, when Kenta got the actual shit beaten out of him? 
Didn't he have like a last yeah. one match or something? Yeah, it was that street fight, uh, wasn't it? And Tanahashi, yeah. like <laughs> Tanahashi, actual broke Kenta's hip. Yeah, um, he beat him so hard he looked like he had jaundice. Um, before that match, though, Tanahashi had um, lost his three front teeth by a protein bar, <laughs> and then oh wow, and then. And then Kevin Kelly, for the entire of the match, started referring to Tanahashi as the new Briscoe brother. <laughs> that's exciting. That's um, oh, but yeah, um, Tanahashi won. It was a very good match. I'm sad Kenta didn't win. Um, but I think at the minute, no one's that hot on Bullet Club right now. So, you know, it's fine. So, so we'll, 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 I'll talk a bit more about this um, after you talk about the next, the big match that went down. Um, we'll talk about Bullet Club in, in a little bit because, yeah. But, you... um, but, but the match that I actually ended up waking up and watching for, um, I even called Matthew in to watch this one with me, was um, Hikaleo versus Jay White in a Lose Leaves Japan match. Now, most importantly, it's not a Loser Leaves New Japan match. It's no. just fucking country so he because he's wrestling oh do, do you want to say wrestling what, a strong date yeah well so Jay White um, lost which is the big shocker here yeah well, I'm doing like, the inverted comments the shocker you know it wasn't at all Um, but oh my god it was such a good match like there were there were so many near falls like she like revert, trying to reverse like every every move that um, Higaleo did into the Blade Runner he even hit like all of his other as well, Blade Buster, Kiwi uh, so Crush, and like not and kept him down. Question: How is Hikaleo getting on? Because the last time I saw him, he was in AEW, and he he was very promising, but he was very raw. Um, he's still like that now. It's still very much like you've got a lot to go, but he's he, he's a lot better than what he watched. Yeah, I mean the fact that putting him in a main yeah. event with Jay White obviously means they have a lot of faith in him. Yeah, well, um. They've obviously a big program, haven't they? Where Jay's kicked Hammer and Tanger out the out the Bullet Club, and then you know Hiko took Jay's side, um, and then like during when um, this is kind of like they're copying the notes of like the Bloodline story off WWE, but like five minutes before class starts, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, um, and then and then Hikaleo joined, like betrayed Jay. For God, um. So again, they're all kind. Of, I know that um Tangalo is injured, but obviously with Hamatonga still got the never open weight belt. I think I didn't see as much. I'm pretty sure he didn't. Yeah, I was about to say I'm pretty sure LP didn't beat him. Yeah. Um. Is that the one? He, is that the one he won back at Wrestle Kingdom? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he beat Carl Anderson for in, it. In a match that absolutely that, happened. Yeah. That had way too much time on it. Trying <laughs> <laughs> not to think about it. Um, but yeah, it was really good. He ended with a choke slam, and just before he hit the choke slam, Jay held up his hand in a two suite and Hiku like obviously retained it and got the choke slam for the win. It was fantastic. Um Jay gave a very raw emotional promo um in the aftermatch comments. Did he do it while crouched down, looking really uncomfortable? Well, he was really crouched down. Um, as he was leaving the ring, he gave him Tanahashi a fist bump. It was lovely. No. Uh, so, should we talk a bit about Jay White then? Because, like, he's well, 
I was gonna say that you see a lot of like the um WWE guys from down under. Um Bron- Bronson Reed put a picture of him and Jay White up like on Twitter immediately after. Mm. Um Grayson Waller just put like a gif of a switchblade. Um and uh, there's there's been a lot of talk anyway, like Fightful put something out saying that WWE are pretty much like gonna pull out all the stops to try and sign him. So I've got uh, I'm gonna sort of I'm gonna sort of go with a bit a bit of um a, a bit of news here because it's it's really relevant. Uh, so this is on PW Torch. This was posted today. And it's Fightful, it's it's quoting Fightful. Um so Fightful reports that he wants to move to the US now that it's time in New Japan for wrestling seemingly over. Um, report indicates that WWE has had significant interest in bringing White into the company, but that overtures to White have remained quiet, and that White signing with the company is far from guarantee. He's currently scheduled to wrestle Lady Kingston at Battle in the Valley on February 18th. So yeah, and he did cut a promo, didn't he? He basically said when he beats Lady Kingston, he's basically going to like bring Gato over to America and like start a gang, a yeah. club up in America. Also. Um, I don't think a lot of people realize this as well, but the reason that Jay White is in New Japan is because Mbawa said to New Japan, get this guy here. Like, like he's the one that brought him over. We're going to get the judgment day. Oh, God. We're going to get WrestleJania and Monday Night Raw. Uh, to be honest, someone pitched something on Twitter and I was like, that'd be fucking amazing if they did it. Where, um, Cena beats Theory for the US title at Mania, does the open challenge on Raw, Jay White, Jay White answers and just murders Cena. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or alternatively, yeah. Cena beats Theory and then just beats him again the next night. Yeah, just passes him. And no then reason. Jay White comes in and just beats Theory again. And then everyone, <laughs> just, <laughs> everyone just keeps beating him forever. And that, that's what WrestleMania is. There's no title match. There's nothing. Just every match is Austin Theory getting beaten by somebody else. <laughs> to be honest, if if they like, because obviously there's a lot of kind of, is Sammy going to beat Roman, isn't he? He isn't. But, you know, they, they'll, they've kind of like put that seed of doubt in pe- enough people's minds. It's like, but he could. Kind of kind of like the Eddie Guerrero, Brock Lesnar thing it feels like for me. Where like, they made it feel like, oh, they're not going to have Brock drop the belt before Mania. But then Eddie was like, but what if I can? Mm. And then he <laughs> did. And... It, was like, it was like Hangman, wasn't it? Like that thing of like, but what? If he does beat him right now. Remember, of mm. all Logan Paul needs is one lucky punch, etc. No, he doesn't. He needs a bloody... Uh, Lo- Logan Paul needs to stop fucking abusing animals. Um, true. true that. Uh, but yeah... Um, shouldn't say that about Troy's favourite wrestler. <laughs> um, so the thing is with Jay White, right, as much as I would love to see him in AEW because I'm all here for petty bitch antics when it comes to the Bullet Club, um... I really want to see Jay White and Seth Rollins in a match. Like, thing is, that's something like, that I very much want to see. I don't know. I, how, I was going to say Jay White and Kevin Owens. I don't know how you bring Jay White that's into it. AW because it wouldn't be a big moment because he's already been there. Yeah. It'd be like, oh, it's Jay White again, and he's probably going to feud with Adam Cole again, and it's Forbidden Door again, and yeah, you I mean, get I, it. Like I'd even when he debuted in AEW, it wasn't like a big moment because he just walked onto the screen, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. I, so it was just a big moment for me personally. I mean, oh yeah, pop, but I was just like, oh, Jay White. He just needs to come and pick up Juice and give him something to do. Or Juice. Yeah. I, it, it's it's interesting, isn't it? Because 
while I could see Jay White in AEW, I feel like he'd get lost in the shuffle because he, he's a bona fide main event guy wherever he goes. Mm, yeah. And he's not going to be not top. He's, he's not going to be top heel in AEW this year because MGF's champion and he's top heel. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Jericho there as well, and Jericho's not going to let anyone be fucking number two here. Oh, God, you'll, you'll, get sucked, you'll get sucked into the fucking Jericho verse, won't you? He'll be calling fucking... You'll be cutting bad promos the on J.K.A.S. He could become, yeah. The, oh, the J.A.S. What if he took over the J... <laughs> what if it became the, the J Appreciation Society? <laughs> but the, the House of White just takes over the House of Black. Oh, my God. <laughs> to, to be fair, J. White versus Buddy Matthews, yes, please. That'd be nice. Jay White versus the entire of the House of Black. Well, yeah. See, and this, I think, this is, I think this he's is, wrestled Brody King. This is my only like, concern now. With, this is my only concern now with Jay White is is AEW the best fit for him right now? Probably not. But if he goes to WWE, that's it. He's in the War Garden, and we're not going to get any of these matches. We'll get all right. We'll get like I think I feel I feel with the, this is um, the problem with wherever Jay White goes. I think he's got about three months of banger matches. While he wrestles all the top guys, and then what happens? Like, if he comes to AW, he can wrestle some good guys, and then he won't have anything to do. If he goes to WWE, he'll wrestle a couple of top guys, he won't have anything to do. The only thing is, if he goes to AW, he'll still be able to work in other places. Whereas if he goes to WWE, he can only work for WWE. I, I think. Yeah, and even go back to New Japan, like, like through AEW as well. Yeah. Like, just put him in the G1 just as a surprise. So someone, someone said on, someone, I saw someone say online, I was like, oh yeah, what he needs to do is like stay in like America and like New Japan strong and do a bit of AW, revitalize the Bullet Club, and then someone replied, I was like, mate, revitalize the fucking Bullet Club. It's twenty twenty three. To be honest, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised like if we got a cable and he went back to Impact. Oh, I imagine that. As I said, like, um, oh, we got the Bullet got Club in the... Impact. They've got Anne. No, we haven't. Oh, yeah, we have. we've got Chris Bay. Chris Bay. And, um, Chris Bay Ace and Ace Austin. Looks like you Bullock Club members, Chris Bay and Ace Austin. Mm. Um, we've got Beyblade. Um, and um, They've got that Dingy. New Japan event. Yeah. And Impact as well. Yeah, ELP oh, 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 shows up all the time in Impact just when he pleases. We'll talk about that in the news, the um, New Japan Impact event, because that's going to be a banger. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm... I was trying to get Ryan to go to that, and he was. I, I think it clashes with something he wants to go to. Imagine if out of all of this, though, like Scott Demore is the one who fucking pulls it off, and it's like, yeah, I got fucking Jay White. Honest, honestly, though, rem- remember when like he like um, during the pandemic when he just rocked up in it in Impact and he teased Jay White and Kenny, and it was like, what's going on? <laughs> that was amazing. To be fair, I, I was watching that live. Ryan didn't know what the fuck was going on. He didn't know who Thunder Rosa was. He was like, who's this? But I lost my shit. And then so <laughs> he didn't know who fucking Jay White was, and then Jay White come up and was like, "Oh, isn't he from New Japan?" I was like, "Yeah, right." Oh, <laughs> uh, I watched that entire match like at six a.m. just before Matthew was going to school. He was like eating his breakfast, and we were like, "Hey, Kenny, your favorite wrestler, getting his face cut with a pizza cutter. It's fine, Matthew. Don't worry about it." <laughs> don't tell the kids in school about this. It's fine. You don't need to talk about this in school. It's all right. Um, but right. Jay White's never had a bad match in Impact either. His match with Alex Shelley was amazing. It was so good. Didn't he just wrestle like both the guns and like back to back shows? Yeah. yeah. Which, you know, that's not how you have bad matches. He he, he did fantastic. have like a load of bangers. He even had like that, ta- didn't he have a tag match with, against the Good Brothers? And he was like, that was good. 
Walks by himself. Like, it, fucking was... I'll, I'll beat both of you. <laughs> I, I think I think it was him and Chris Bayless, the good brothers. Good that'd be, brothers. That, that'd it be was good, him. It was him and um it was like a triple threat, wasn't it? It was like him, the G.O.D. Remember when the G.O.D. were like relevant? Oh, yeah. Back and um, against the Good Brothers, and then they fucking battered the G.O.D., which seems like he... the worst decision anyone's ever made. Because the whole storyline was he went to a... He went to Impact on like a recruit mission to get Chris Bay, wasn't it? Yeah. And Chris Bay, him and Chris Bay were really good together as Chris well. Chris Bay is so fucking good. Yeah, he talk, talk about a guy who needs in... like more exposure. Yeah, so fucking good. Even yeah. like Chris Bay and Jay White had a banger match against Finn Juice as well, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and they had that match. Him and Finley had that great match as well. Pa- Pandemic impact was fucking wild, wasn't? It? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and when you had like, real, real forbidden door, and when you had Tony Khan and Tony Schiavone just cutting those like weird like late night promos. Tony Carver, uh, Tony Schiavone, he was like, I went there for one night, then I quit. Tony Carver was like, I make emotional decisions, therefore I'm booking this match on Dynamite. And then it's like the whole fucking Kenny and Moose. Like, mm-hmm. that was a thing that happened. Like, mm-hmm. and Kenny just there all the time. Kenny telling Moose he liked big guys. It was fine. <laughs> Um, right, before we move on to, to a bit of A-Dub, should we talk very briefly about um, the GC dubs over the weekend? Because they had a big yeah. they had a, a big old tournament. Oh, yeah, yeah, they did. This was the... Go, go and watch people like Vailey versus Jonathan Gresham now, if you haven't. So this was the J-Cup, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this was Jersey Championship Wrestling, which is, I believe, a, a sort of... It, it's GCW's feeder on the East Coast. They've got... L- They've got LA fights on the West Coast. They've got, um, they've got uh, JCW on the East. Um, and yeah, it was, it was so essentially. This, like, so this is this is like a King of the Ring style deal. It's a single knockout tournament. Yeah, it, it was it was a bit bit more structured like Bowler really because it was it was like this um, one was a scramble match, wasn't it? Uh, one of them was yeah. Um, so essentially, they had. I think I'm trying to know. So it was four. It was basically four rounds. You had to get through to get to the final. Um, but the, there was one where it was a scramble match, which was which uh, Cole Radrick won. Um, but for for me, the okay. match of the, the the match of the entire tournament was Speedboy Mike Bailey versus John and Gresham. They absolutely tore the house down to almost the detriment of the rest of the tournament because nothing came close to it afterwards. That's not like even that's not like Tony Depp like, tried his best. Hmm. Well, no, Tony Depp was before. Um, like, not not to take away from any of the matches afterwards, though. But it was just like, well, literally, they just had like a fucking like match six star year. match. Yeah, match yeah. of the year candidate right there. Um, some of the spots they were doing was so smooth. There was a bit where Speedball did like a um, triangle moon sort of the outside, and Gresham caught him in an ankle lock, and great blind the the leg on the floor. Um. There was just, like, as I say, everything they did was just so smooth. Like you for, you forget like how good like both these guys are when you don't see them that often. But then when you see them together like that, it was like fucking hell. Everything if, was like firing on all cylinders. If only there was some sort of rating system so we knew how good they both were. Well, Jonathan Gresham was in the top ten. Speedball, first entry on it by the way, which really baffled me. 
was number 30. Instantly and in the top 30. That's Fair. pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so, going forward then, how did the tournament pan out? So, um, in the in the um, sort of quarterfinals, it was Jordan Oliver versus Charles Mason, where Charles Mason won. Jordan Oliver beat Alex Shelley in the first round as well. Um, oh, nice. The, the whole story with that was, which I haven't seen yet, but Joe told me that was just like almost as good as Speedball and Gresham, but Speedball and Gresham was like something else. Um, yeah, so the the story like kind of going around the tournament was Speedball had hit his knee in the first round and Jordan Oliver had hit his shoulder in the first round and every pretty much every match that limb was worked over on each guy. So like, Jordan Oliver wrestled Charles Mason. Charles Mason just did horrible shit to Jordan Oliver. Um, Jordan eventually he's managed a horrible to man. Win. Uh, he's a he's the root of all evil. Um, Joey Janela beat Leo Rush to then go on and face Jordan Oliver in a match that went far too fucking long. Um, he went about forty minutes. Joey Janela um, going too long in GCW. I, I can't believe that. Unheard of. It, 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 it was good. It was good. It just didn't need to go as long as it did. Like. Mm. To, to the point where they were literally hitting everything on each other. Did he spend five minutes getting changed before the match started? No, but he did. He did like a moonsault spot on the outside and then like was acting like he broke his ankle and got the referee to help him up. And then he's like mm. doing like spots where he like couldn't do stuff. And then all of a sudden he, just, he did like a superplex double pin. And I was like, all right, great. And he, <laughs> he restarted the match and went like another like five minutes. It was like, I don't Why? need this match to be that long. Because it, 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 the other thing as well, like the crowd were hot for it, but it also kind of like sucked the life out of the fucking, out of like the room because it mm. was like such a long, exhausting match. Um, on the other side, Speedball went through Commander in the second round. Mm. Um, Blake, Ooh. that was very That was good. a really good match. That was just silly. Um, Blake Christian beat Raddy Daddy in the... Um, I saw a bit of that. Blake Christian fucking murdered him. Yeah, he yeah. did the horrible curve stomp on Raddy Daddy. Um, and then during Speedball and Blake Christian, Blake attacked Speedball during his entrance. Um, essentially, like Blake cheated like in the first and second round. He tried to do it to Speedball in this round. Um, Speedball outsmarted him, picked up the win. Just did a murder on him with a, with a Flamingo driver. And then the final was Jordan Oliver versus Speedball, which was also very good. But I felt a little bit kind of exhausted by that, like Janela and Jordan Oliver match, because it was just, mm. I say, like, just went You had a nap as well. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it, it was it was more it was more like just mentally exhausted by it. Cause it was like, why is this match still going on? Like it was good, and then it got to the point where it, it was going a bit too long, and it was like now mm. it's just. I just kind of want it to be over. Yeah, fair. Uh, but yeah, final, uh, Jordan Oliver beat um, Speedball to win the JCW J Cup, Jersey J Cup, and the JCW World Championship as well. Um, so that's now a defensible title? I believe so, yes. <laughs> yeah. And I think um, apparently Sarah's like Nick Gage came out and like presented it to him and everything. And... Yeah, Nick Gage Aww. came out like a drunk dad. <laughs> like, the belt. Um, At one point, did he say, are you winning, son? No, he didn't. He, 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 came, he came out carrying the trophy like it was a cone of chips on a night out. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
yeah, he looked like he was having a good time, Nick Gage, to be fair to him. I just um, love seeing him so happy. Yeah. And then Jordan Oliver cut like a really weird promo uh, where he talked about being suicidal. Like, all right, mate, like, are you okay? Wow. Um, just, you just wanted to want mate, we're all, we're all dead happy. Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah. It, I, I feel like he was trying to do it, like, to sort of go, but th- this is why I, I don't do that. But I was like, oh, you're all right, mate. <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, like, Speedball and Jordan Oliver was a really fun match. Um, Speedball just doing bad things to Jordan Oliver. Mm-hmm. As yeah. Speedball tends to do when he's against guys that people like are going to naturally cheer over him. Just awesome. he's a, he is absolutely speedy in like every sense. And well, I I'm, I'm really glad that like Speedball is able to just have all these massive bangers now because like obviously he couldn't wrestle in the US for so long and like it's it almost felt like his career was going to pass him by and he was going to be like exiled wasn't he and he was never going to have these opportunities but now obviously mm-hmm. he's in Impact he's doing good things there like GCW I really use them heavily I mean he's fighting Cobra Bush up Bloodsport later this year oh, my god I'm going to mention that every week until it happens by the way just because it's such oh. a big deal Joey Janela and Kota Spring Bay Spring break by looks things because you know because Joey gets so his. many fireworks. Uh, of course, of course, Joey's gonna book himself against the fucking top guy. Has <laughs> Joey still got his DDT belt? They should just yeah. have the entire clusterfuck be Kotrubushi doing bottomless the martial arts in the ring. Isn't happening. Is that because it they're is... worried? That, is that because they're worried that Kotrubushi just get naked? The, the prob they're probably just worried that Kota will refuse to wrestle Joey and just enter the clusterfuck. <laughs> I could a hundred percent see in that happening, you know, like if the clusterfuck does happen, I want to manifest Tate Mayfairs in the clusterfuck. That's what I want more than anything. I would, I would love, love that. I, I, would I, love I want that. I want I want Tate to come out with like no just do his normal thing and just see how the Americans like take him where it's like the fuck is this? <laughs> and then, like, why is it? Wait, is he, he in GCW? Hmm? Is he Tate? there? Well, yeah. he's over there with progress, any? <gasps> oh my god! Like that's what I mean. Like progress are taking over loads of guys. That's why, like, the Reese's on like full of gold chair. I mean, oh, I just thought that like they were just like we want fucking Reese here now. The the Reese is gonna take over America. Like we're not we're not getting him back after this. No, like that that's it. I, I tweeted before from the podcast thing um, to, to all the Americans who have never seen Man Like the Reese take extra money because his merch game is fire. Yeah. Uh, I was just like... I'm going to tell all my friends in America about him like who are going to like Mania and that. Like, right, buy all of the Reese's. He found out the Reese was on For the Culture. He wasn't, he wasn't going to go For the Culture and now he's like, oh, the Reese is there. You have to. Like, one of us has to. Dries keeps scamming me out of merch and I'm not even Baltic because it's so good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I left I left my Dries hat in the fucking taxi. So uh, oh, I, need to, I need to buy another one now. You're not doing well on hats this winter, are you? No. Don't <laughs> <even> <laughs> it, right on that note, I think we'll wrap up part one. Um, yeah, that's all of our miscellaneous wrestling, I think I like to call it. So we'll pop back in a few <laughs> seconds. Go watch Speedball versus Gresham. It's insane. Yeah, go and do that. Or don't. Listen to the rest of this podcast first and then go and watch Speedball Regression, obviously. Um, so... No, you don't need to listen to the commentary. It's fine. We'll have <laughs> no, one, a... no one needs to listen to Nick Knowledge. 
We'll have a bit of we'll have a bit of um a bit of Muzak. We'll have some Weezer, some uh Pixies and some Radiohead on Jack's Radio. If you're not on Jack's Radio, have a listen because not only do you get us talking loads of nonsense about wrestling, you also get banger music that I get to pick every week and it makes me feel like a big time DJ and I like it. Um, so yeah, we're back in two seconds to talk about AEW. Are you having trouble sleeping or always feel tired? It's time to try Recovery PM and see why thousands of customers keep coming back for more. Most over-the-counter sleep aids are just melatonin. The problem with that is, if you can't relax and fall asleep in the first place, that melatonin is going to make you irritable. Recovery PM is a professional blend of nine clinically proven natural sleep aids and tranquilizers plus magnesium, so you're going to relax and then experience deep sleep and wake up refreshed and ready to attack the day. Your whole life is affected by lack of sleep. Your work, your relationships, your mood, your performance, and guys, that includes in the bedroom. Did you know that lack of sleep reduces your testosterone by as much as aging 10 years? So upgrade to Recovery PM for 30 days and you'll be amazed how you feel. Thousands of people already have and over 85% of them come back for more. So now Jay, I know you have been taking Recovery PM for the past few weeks. Yeah, last uh, how, three weeks or so. How have you been finding it? Um, I'm honestly finding it really good. Um, I've noticed my sleep's a lot more regular, like a lot more regulated, I should say. Um, I'm not nowhere near as groggy when I wake up. And definitely less irritable. Definitely less irritable. Um, <laughs> I'm, again, it's it's benefiting me because I've started a new job and obviously my sleep has drastically changed. Um, Especially like you, I know without without giving too much away, you, you've been working from home, so you've been obviously you've been doing nothing that everyone who works from home does where they wake up like ten minutes before they went to start work. Yeah. So well, for you, for not, you being able to wake not up, not today, feel... full hour, mate. <laughs> so for you, like being able to wake up and feel sharp, like straight from the bath, yeah. is, is really beneficial. Oh, it's awesome. I'm I'm not a morning person at all. I'm terrible at like when I wake up. I'm terrible at kind of like sort of motivating myself to do anything for the first like sort of 10-15 minutes I'm awake yeah so I, really I, 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 I can tell this definitely been working for you because the Discord has been a lot quieter at night time with you not shit posting all the time so <laughs> yeah that's true that's true uh, so if people want to follow in your footsteps Jay and they want to get hold of some of this Recovery PM and improve their sleep how can they do it? Uh, go to recoverypm.com and use our code UWP all in caps uh at the checkout for 15% off your order. Uh, you can also use that at legacysubs.com as well. Um, same code and yeah, 15% off. It really helps the podcast out. Um, means we can do a lot more cooler stuff that we're kind of like looking at doing um, in the new year. And if you're wondering where Recovery PM comes from, it's um, sort of spearheaded by Nick Aldis, who is yeah. a high-level high professional athlete. He knows exactly what he's talking about. He's run Legacy Subs for a number of years now. He really he knows the game. He knows what it's all about. Um, we had him on, the, on an interview as well, and he kind of gave us a bit of a background on the company within the interview. Oh, sweet. So, yeah, go and check that out if you want to learn more. And, yeah, get the best sleep of your life today at recoverypm.com. Yeah. And we're back. Okay. Um, yeah, Dynamite. They're doing that thing again where they just have like 
fire matches, aren't they? <laughs> it's, it feels like that's been the story of Dynamite like all month. So we started out yep. with um, basically right off the bat to catch the versus MJF. Like five seconds in, boom, here we go. Title eliminator match. This was so yeah. good. And it's another one of those matches we say it all the time. And I don't know why we keep forgetting, but because it doesn't happen that often, but it's another one of those matches where MGF just goes, Oh yeah, by the way, I'm dead good at wrestling. So here you go. MJF yeah. busting out the cheeky Osprey spot was like, What are you fucking doing? What are you fucking <laughs> doing again? Why, why have you been why have you, why have you been hiding that from us, you piece of shit? Or was that when he like yeah. did the he came off the top rope and landed on his feet? Yeah. Went to catch the like yeah. it's up the top and like MJF just backflip and landed on his feet. Yeah, oh, it was it was a great match. It really was. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, just just and Takeshita did the um, Eddie Guerrero um, spot. Yeah, which upset some people. Yeah. We'll talk about that in the news. Sad Conan noises. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah. Um, it's like stupendous match. A lot, a lot of the match was, um, and I think they, one thing they did, they did really smart here was they sort of MGF was trying to foreshadow like the Brian Danielson match because he was working on Takeshita's arm. A lot, yeah. mm-hmm. and, and we know we know that Danielson's had this arm issue, like in AW, like over the last course, the last few matches, and that it um. And also, yeah. MJF finishes the salt of the earth. Yeah, which well, which he used here mm. um, to pick up the win. Also, though, um, to catch to hit the running knee, which looked fucking incredible. Yeah, and yeah. MJF using his using his his nose rolled out the ring so we couldn't get pinned. There, there was an um, amazing spot late on in the match as well where Takeshita went for a hurricane runner and MJF like reversed it's like that power bomb onto his knee. Oh the pop up power bomb yeah, yeah. Onto, back yeah. Until I could, I yeah. it was so fucking smooth. Mm. They made the um the run knee like a huge deal as well because like MJF was like avoiding it all match too. Yeah. Yeah. And the ethics said there's a bit after that just after that power bomb when um Takeshita hit the blue thunder bomb. And then hit uh, another running knee, didn't he? And then MJF just put his foot on the rope because he, he sort of positioned himself as he went down. He sort of like made sure he was next to the rope and then like just casually put his foot on there, which was nice. Um, yeah, but this was... oh, I feel like normal. these two are probably going to end up feuding later in the year properly. I'm okay yeah. with that. I mean, but, so AEW are doing, really, doing a really clever thing here. So they're, they're giving us like all these excellent Brian Dinosaur matches and then they give us this excellent MJF match and all this does now in your head is just build up the anticipation because you know these two guys are going to go an hour at the pay-per-view you know yeah yeah. and all they've done over like the last five weeks is just show you multiple reasons why you really 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 want to see that yeah and the thing is really I was going to say the thing is as well as like it, what's really impactful about it is Brian Danielson's had like what, like six matches in the last six weeks. Yeah, five, five. His, his, five tri- his trial has been five matches in five weeks, and he's yeah. just done the last one to, uh, on the show. Yeah, and everyone's been like an absolute banger. MJF had MJF had one, and in that one, it was like, okay, these guys are going to tear the tear the fucking house down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because like it's like um with Danielson and MJF, you know, like earlier this year you told me that I'd have been excited for it, but I'd have been like, uh, okay, sure. That's a match. I wouldn't have been like fucking frothing at the mouth for it. But they've they've built it so well and they've done it in such a 
a sort of natural way as well. And it's just, mm-hmm. it's got to the point now where Brian Danielson's like almost feral. Yeah. Like, he he's like Which a fucking... Which is the best, Brian. He is a crazy person who's going to do actual murder to MGF. And MGF, like, you're thinking he's going into this like a lamb to the slaughter, but at the same time, in the back of your head, you think, nah, he must, he must have some sort of plan here, or there must be some sort of scheme, or some sort of, like, mind trick that he's going to pull on Danielson, and he's going to somehow win. Uh, and, yeah, it's... And, and it's... I can't wait to see what happens in this match now. Wouldn't it be awful if MJF just clean. Wouldn't it be amazing like, if Brian Danny's someone clean? He just fucking beats him like 3 now. Oh my god, I think I would, <laughs> I would simply exist Just an hour of Danny's and just beating the shit out of MJF. If it, if it was later in MJF's reign, I'd say that that would be a very feasible thing. I, I feel, again, I feel like this is something they can kind of come back to though, because it, it almost feels like all the people who MJF is fuming with, they're trying to like kind of cemented that they could always go back to this because he's like made a, mm-hmm. he's made like a long-term enemy out of everybody that's it I, I, think the, I think i think the story they're gonna really tell about mgs reign it's it's gonna be so like um it's just this it's just this week no it was the last week good i'm not spoiling anything so the story they tell about the face champions a lot of the time is that they just wrestle and wrestle and wrestle and wrestle until they can't go anymore and like someone beats them i think it's going to be a sort of similar story with them jeff it's going to be but it's going to be he keeps winning but he's making these like massive enemies out of all these top guys like you say jay these like this is going to come back around like brian danielson's gonna get back around to the to the to the title um to Kester's gonna get back oh around. My God. Like all these guys that he's gonna beat over the next few months are all gonna circle back around, and he's gonna have to face them again. And um, I think that that's what's gonna catch him up in the end. Is is that he's just gonna have he's he's because he's this he's the ultimate dickhead, isn't he? He's gonna piss everybody off, and then mm. he's just gonna run out of rope, basically. I mean, because like he's even he's even pissed off the people he's enlisting to help. Yeah, well. even like even like Roosh and like Brian Bandito Cage. and Brian Cage. Yeah, these are guys and he's 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 he can't be nice to anybody. It's almost like pathological. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But even even like the, the way they've kind of like gone into it like prior to him winning the belt. Like you've you've got sort of like Wardlow. You, you kind of forget about Wardlow being there but it's like, oh yeah, well he's like the most logical person to take the belt off MJF somewhere. Yeah, but there's also like because of the way the Ricky Starks match was, Ricky Starks makes sense because of like the stuff with Takeshita. Takeshita makes sense. Mm. Everybody MJF's cross paths with makes sense to Darby. take the belt of him, and it's it's such a kind of clever position to get themselves in because it's almost like they mm-hmm. fail safe. If one guy gets injured, we can go. Well, this guy makes sense too. <laughs> yeah, they're uh, very good at that. Like they are. Unless you're mocked, had, and then you they've, know they've had to be obviously because of like last year where Punk got injured and then Thunder Rosa got injured and all the champions kept get fucking injured. Yeah. Like, yeah, the, someone get injured and Mox is gonna be like, nah, sorry, fishing. <laughs> be fine. Um, See, so yeah, after the match, um, MGF beats Takeshi up with a diamond ring and he bleeds everywhere. Um, yeah. Danielson comes out so to make the save. Um, yeah, which is nice. Um, yeah, and then Joe cuts a promo on Wardlow, which is great. Um, Joe's promo is phenomenal. I think he's, he's got that like he's got yeah. that he's got that big final boss energy. Like he's fucking yeah. great. I love Samojo. And as as I think was it me and you face we said last week like 
Darby's done such a great job of like legitimizing Joe as an absolute murderer. Yeah, yeah, he really has. And like Darby's promo on Rampage did that. Oh, we'll talk about that when we get there, but I'm really excited about what that might mean. Uh, next up then, Jamie Hayter takes on the Bunny. Um, again, really fun match. Ends quite abruptly, um, unfortunately. Um, it's suspected the Bunny suffered a concussion and or a broken orbital bone. Yeah. Oh, that was nasty. She landed on her face on that suplex. Yeah, she? so I don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. There was a bit of miscommunication or the Bunny was like, not. something happened and like there was a suplex where like the Bunny didn't, jump for it basically so hater just like deadlifted her and then fell on top of her yeah uh, and then like there was a bit of the referee gun and checked on it and then like fair play to hater i watched it back she hits like the safest hater aid on bunny mm-hmm. like she, she does the ripcord and then she keeps her arm like behind her head so she basically just like gives her a, a very sort of a aggressive hug. a very aggressive looking hug and then like drops it to the floor and pins her but, <laughs> but it, it looked great in the moment it looked like she actually smacked her but when you when you go back and look at it and you know what happens it's like oh no she she actually did a really good job there of like making it look real but also making it very safe yeah yeah, She's yeah a it was a shame because it felt it like that just start to pick up steam when it happened yeah and like the bunny someone who you don't associate with that sort of jamie hater hard-hitting style she was like she was given as good as she was getting for, for a lot of that match it was it was a really nice like out of comfort zone match for the bunny which which was really working for her you know what that is though don't you like people talk about that street fight that anna and that ty j obviously has with the bunny and Penelope. It wasn't Penelope for was it was, was it Penelope? It was, yeah, yeah. It was it was Penelope. Yeah. But like again, like people don't talk about the bunny and Penelope enough in that in that like conversation. I think. Well, I think it's because like shortly after that match, I think both of them got hurt. Like not in that match, but like immediately afterwards. So they did that match mm-hmm. and everyone loved it, and then they were both off TV for like six months with an injury. Yeah, Penelope yeah. was ages, wasn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Well, even even like the bunny, like when she was in Impact, she was doing like monsters ball matches and shit like that. Yeah, that was Ali Mith, not the bunny. That was a totally different person. Person, should I almost? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like she she's no stranger to like hard hitting matches, but yeah. um, just a different style of hard hitting, I guess. But yeah, with her, I, with, her, with her husband Braxton Stutter, who's absolutely not the blade. No. <laughs> um, different people. Exactly. He nearly married Chelsea Green. Well, that would have been well a... you know, we don't need to worry about that. It would have been the shortest no. marriage ever. Um, it was. Yeah, so after that then, Soraya and Tony Storm beat up Lever Bates because they're horrible people. I'm fucking over oh, this. It was... I'm honestly over it already. Over... I think I'm just not taken with Soraya at all. Um, I was happy seeing Lever on TV though, even though like I was very... She got hit. I don't mind. I don't mind Soraya. I think she's doing what she's here to do. Like she's better so, as a heel. Well, they brought her in, and they obviously they, there's a problem, isn't it? She can't bring Soraya in as a fate as a heel. She can't come in as a heel and be like, "Yo, I'm clear to wrestle," and then get booed because that's not going to happen. <laughs> so she had to come in, do a little face run, immediately turn heel because obviously like, we, we spoke about this a few weeks ago. The big problem AW have got is their two top heels. In inverted commas are Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker who are probably the two most over women in the company yeah I think the thing is I don't like Soraya but I think it's because she's doing a job well. yeah I mean it's not like, like kind of the point <laughs> yeah I'm not complaining I just like I just yeah 
I, I think I think for me the reason I'm over it is because it's just all like all oh we're X W W guys. It's just a bit lazy. I like mm-hmm. it though. I, I think I think it's 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 nice, it's like nice it's doing that it's, its job. It, it's because... nice that it's nice that there's a storyline in the women's division that's not centered around one of the belts. Yeah. Yeah, Agreed. but then Jamie's getting sucked into. It. So is it she is. though, or is she? I want, I want, so I want Brit getting into it, but I want Jamie to just do her murder odyssey against all the Jersey oh, wrestlers yeah, that so. she's doing at the moment. Yeah. I want yeah. Jamie to, I want Jamie to like sacrifice Rio at the at the next pay per view. You could sack Zaki's take for far too long. But you could sack Zaki's got Athena <laughs> problems, mate. That's fine. Can we have a? Can we have him? They've got Mesa Ruga. They're just doing fuck all. Just get Mesa Ruga versus Jamie. Bring yeah. back, bring your match to back as well. Lulu... Yeah, I was literally just about to say that. And um, just for a laugh, Lulu pencil, and we'll all cry. And Ed, Ed, Eddie Kingston can champion his favorite wrestler. Oh, Gulia. Yeah. Oh, Gulia. Yeah. Just, just. <laughs> but yeah, just, just have Jamie Hater just run through like all the Jersey wrestlers in the world. Just get Gulia in and have a fucking. What we want is basically just a star, basically, basically a stardom paper you've got spread over like the next six months, focused on Jamie Hayter just having bangers with everybody. <laughs> let's let's have like uh, Forbidden Door, but it's just stardom. It's um, just Jamie Hayter beating everybody like one after the other. It's like it's like <laughs> the opposite of Mania. Instead of Austin Theory losing every match, it's just Jamie Hayter wins every match. It's uh, interesting. Isn't she it, is the women's door. Forbidden Door like Mox? The way you used to say I'm the Forbidden Door. It's now Jamie Hayter. Max is the fucking babadook. Um, why don't you? Why don't you ask her, Jay, when you meet her in uh, in Manchester? Oh, I'll, I'll be I can't too wait. busy. I'll be too busy, like giggling like a child. <laughs> I'll ask her. It's fine. I'll, 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 yeah. Um, no, I, I mean, with Forbidden Door, it's interesting you bring that up because obviously last year Tony was like, "Oh yeah, we we we'd only just started negotiate with Stardom. It'd be interesting to see if like." Well, now, now New Japan have their own women's title as well. Yeah. Oh my God, let's have Jamie Hayter and Kyrie. Let's have Jamie Hayter and Mercedes. Woo! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Gatty bumps that Mercedes I'm, Monet I'm, I'm take sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, everyone. We've, we've put, I, know, I know we're having a lovely time talking about Jamie Hayter's rematches, <laughs> but we've put, this, we've put this off for too long. We have to talk about oh. the, Jericho, the Jericho universe. No, thank you. No. Uh, Ricky, Star- <laughs> Ricky Starks in the multiverse of madness. Um, Getting a train. Ricky Starks was like fucking Scott from fighting all of Jericho's evil ex-boyfriends. <laughs> oh my god! Stark- all, all, that image in my head. All, all of Jericho's rebellious children. <laughs> I, I mean, to be fair, like obviously you just plowed through two point oh, which and was fun. It, him and Garcia had like an absolute banger. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, we're running it back on Rampage next week, so that's going to be nice. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Jericho did the um the Rey Mysterio attack thing he did years ago. So, so like, f- fun fact about this: apparently, Jericho said that he basically got to the arena 15 minutes before Dynamite started, sat down in his mask, and was there for the entire show up until the point where he came out. He's, he's, <laughs> he's like people should people should see his body type and go. That looks like Chris Jericho. He did, he did it. He did it in WWE, where um, like I, I love how like this is a thing that happened to him in WCW, and now he just assumes it's the best way to surprise somebody because that's well, his the, character. Now. The what the one in WWE was like he had like the Rey Mysterio mask on, and he was on like his fucking knees at the barricade. 
and like Ray did the whole like puts his head to the kids with the mask <laughs> and then he just like stood up and like nailed them and just started beating the shit out of them <laughs> but it, it always works because you never see it coming like until until he's like does it but that's I think that's like part like the cool part of it isn't it he's like so dedicated to it mm. that <laughs> it when he when he does kind of like do stuff like that it works so well um yeah I mean I, I think it's safe to assume we're probably getting Ricky Starks versus Jericho uh, Revolution at this so point. So the whole, the whole point was if Ricky won this, he was going to get Jericho Revolution, but they'll find some way No, he's going to get Jericho that night. Who was he? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, they're going to find some way to spin this round, aren't they? And he's going to, it's going to, they're going to hopefully, hopefully end this feud at Revolution. Please, yeah, like they'll, they'll probably, they'll probably just like bring Action Andretti out for reasons. Um, and then have him do it. Action and, fe- and Fetchy. I think I'm okay to like sacrifice Andretti to the Jericho version means that Starks can do what he wants. Okay, can they just swap places? Um, yeah, that'd be fine. <laughs> uh, so it, it wasn't terrible. I mean, I, I started out thinking like this was going to be a bit meh, but then like if you if like you say if if what we're getting now is um, uh, Garcia versus Starks again, then yeah, that was that was pretty mm-hmm. good. So yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. I love uh, it, it, it was so it was announced it was announced on Rampage for next week's Rampage. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, right. Rampage is going to be really good. Move on to what I think we're all probably well, most of us are going to say was probably match of the night. Um, so Brian Danielson versus Roosh. Uh, started uh, started out with Jose locking Danielson in his locker room, um, which felt a bit unnecessary given what they were about. To, I mean, if they were going to have a regular match, then fair enough. But considering this is what they were about to do, I feel like they didn't maybe need that. I think it was quite smart because obviously, like, obviously MJF had said, if you beat, if you beat Danielson, you'll get five more briefcases full of money. Mm. Mm-hmm. So Roosh has obviously gone. All right, well, you lock him in that room, and then and I'll win by forfeit. Crucially, as well, in order to get out the room, Danielson shouldered the door with his bad arm. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> he goes out, and it's just like fucking gladiators where he's like running past it. Running the gauntlet to get to the ring. <laughs> it was and, so good. MG, MGS making Aubrey do a ten count, but Aubrey's like under protest, doing like the slowest ten count she can get away with. On the so Um, yeah, and MJF's like corner all kinds. And um, then they had one of the best television matches I think I've ever seen. Oh, this oh, this was so good. Like I, I, I still, I still, I need to, I need to revisit the Bandido match because for me that was still my favorite. I, think. I mean, it's it's a photo finish, isn't it? I mean, it's it's just like Brian Danielson versus great Mexican wrestler equals like fireworks, isn't it? It's, yeah. like, it's like I think, I think I preferred this one. I think, but... I think, I think what puts this over for me is that Rush is just a nasty bastard. Yeah, yeah, I think that's why I preferred it because I like a more. Um... Violent match, I guess. For for a guy who says he's tranquilo, Roosh is not tranquilo. No, Roosh is, Roosh is very little tranquilo. Um, like for, for, a, no tranquilo. for a lot of this match, he is just smashing the shit out of Danielson. Yeah. When he like whipped them across the face with the fucking like wires, <laughs> it's like, what are you doing, you lunatic? That yeah. Danielson looked like he'd been in a fucking car wreck after this. Fucking he all. really did. Like those chops <laughs> as well. Like Roosh's chops are. Like 
for me, war crimes. Some of the best. I mean, I know Gunter's. Everyone's high on Gunter's chopping people, right? So this, right? I, I don't want to. I don't want. I, I hate to like praise something by saying I prefer this to this because I think it's a really bad way. But I'm going to do it now. Um, <laughs> so when people talk, I mean, and I know, I know the, the Gunther matches are good and people like them, but for me, there's just not enough quite there. It's all chops and it's mm-hmm. all strikes. This was like, oh, Rush is doing chops, yes, but then he's also doing like a fucking tiger driver. Yeah. And, like, and, and you know, um, he's also getting suplexed Good. off the That's apron onto the floor. not allowed to do that anymore. He's also getting suplexed <laughs> off the apron onto the floor on the outside, which is like an actual war crime. That, mm-hmm. Those those belly to bellies he does off the apron are fucking horrible. Yeah. They're just, you know, when they it, say the aprons, the hardest part of the ring, they when you're getting those suplexes. <laughs> They, they haven't fucking felt on where you've been like launched off the apron by Rouge. <laughs> but yeah, um, this is incredible. Like, it was, it I mean, was just, it was just, Rouge has got to be like the unsung hero of AEW right now, right? He is on the men's side, probably, oh, I don't know, it's, I would say it's between him and Swerve for like the best pickup they've made in the last year or so. Maybe, I'd I, say Rouge. I feel like- I'd say Roosh just because swear he's... for mainstream appeal. I'd say Roosh, think... Roosh has done more in terms of he's had more big matches. Mm. I think Roosh well, was a think... surprise pickup, wasn't it? Like, you weren't expecting it to be that fantastic. All right, I'll, I'll put it another way. I don't think... Not, maybe, let's not say best. I think out of everyone AW have signed in the past sort of 12 or so months, I think Roosh is the one who's most overperformed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because when, when he when he's shown up, it was kind of like... What the fuck's he you like, think like? You think like, oh, he's I just remember a, when we watched it and I lost my shit because yeah. he was there. But then you think, oh, they're just going to put him with Andrade and then maybe there'll be a tag team and maybe they'll do some bits. And then obviously the, the Andrade situation happens and then Roosh just went, well, fuck this. Then I'm just going to go nuts. I think, <laughs> I think which, for which me, is pretty with Roosh, much what happened when Andrade went to NXT. Yeah. Mm-mm. I think for me with Roosh, I wasn't like, he was good, but I wasn't like super hot. And then I saw him at the Ring of Honor show. Was that when he murdered Dragon Lee? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and I was like, like, oh shit, okay, can't see what he does in AEW. Yeah. Um, yeah, this was... I wouldn't this... be surprised that Bruce was TNC champion by the end of the year. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. This ma- I mean, just this match, man. Just go watch it. Like Jay was saying, watch Speedball Gresham. Yes, do that, but then watch this next, because... <laughs> oof. Oh, yeah. also, what if, um, what if to... Bruce tries to buy Darby Allen again? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we should just take Darby Allen. You just, you just fucking grab him and just like... Yeah, there'd be, there'd be no money changing hands there. We'd just have... Drag him along. <laughs> you work for me now. Um, no, one, one thing as well we need to kind of mention while we've while we've got Roosh as the top topic is the fact that during every break he was out hyping the crowd up. Yes, apparently and so. Yeah. yeah. Fucking nuclear. The, the, crowd, the, the crowd were phenomenal. Yeah, El Paso is a big wrestling city. This was, I think, they said this is the first like time in twenty years they've had a televised wrestling show like tape in El Paso, which is yeah. insanity. Because and the crowd were feral. They were so good. They were so loud all night. They were chanting in Spanish, uh, which was great. Um, yeah, it was it was phenomenal. It's, um, it's literally like on the Mexican border, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's right near right near yeah. Mexico. Uh, but yeah, that was great. Uh, we'll move on. We'll have to. Um, yeah, that was great. Impressive Jokers did some shit with Jericho's bat. No one cares. Um, Elite V top flight and AR Fox. I mean, silly nonsense. This is 
like the three matches we've gone in depth on. All right, the women's match was unfortunate because of the, the injury, but like the, the other three matches, you could put these on paper on a pay per view, and like people would be yeah. fine with. And not even fine. You'd, you'd give it like an eight or nine out of ten. <laughs> like, you know. I I need Kenny Omega versus AR Fox at some point. Oh, so the, yes. the, the little the little the little exchange they had right at the end before the finish of Kenny and AR Fox is like some of the best like chain wrestling I think like combo wrestling I think I've ever seen. Yeah. Maybe if we have like. And if you watch it on BC, you get a great angle of it. Yeah. Um, maybe we get like AR Fox and Kenny for the New Japan US title. Maybe I'd be okay be with nice. that. Like that bit, that bit in the middle. I know what you're talking about. Faye, when AR Fox was like dodging everybody and just giving everyone cutters. Hmm. Oh, even yeah, even like so near good. the end, where like Kenny had him like dead to rights with the uh, V trigger, and then AR Fox like turned <laughs> it into a roll up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so fucking good. I'm like, so I'm so glad I offer again. I'm so glad oh, Fox is, get, is, is getting an opportunity yeah. to show his shit off because he's such a good and, he, and he's and he's been doing this like forever. Like me and oh, me and Jerry watched me and Jerry watched him and Lou around like ten years ago when he was doing this, and it was it's great to see he's managed to get to this to this like level of recognition now, which is which is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's fucking great. Like he's a he's a guy who really should have been signed by a big company, even even like Impact. I haven't used them. It's insane when you think about it, because like it's so good. So yeah, really, really. I'm in amazing match. I, I, we're not. I'm not going to try and go beef for beef for it because it's impossible. Dante. Watch BTA. Yeah, watch BTA. They'll, they'll show yeah. you a really good like highlight package. Um, if you don't want to see the whole match, uh, Dante is incredible. Darius is also great. Like you know, top flights were phenomenal. They beat the Young Bucks a few weeks ago. That's why they had this match. Yeah, it was it was great. I, I um, did like our top flight game match. They are as well. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, was, was really cool. And then we had a little Stokely Hathaway promo. He's like slagging off Hook, and then Hookers comes out of nowhere and like grabs him, which is great. Yeah. Oh, I love Stokely Hathaway. He's and then treasure. And then the guns be the acclaimed. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a thing that happened. Hot, hot take. I think the right team won. Yes, for a number of reasons. I'm, I I think everyone who's like, because obviously it's had a very negative response, but isn't that the point? Well, I I don't yeah. think I don't think the acclaimed need those belts. No, the the acclaimed have got to the point where they're like Orange Cassidy, where they don't need a belt. Mm. I know Orange Cassidy's currently got a belt, but you know what I mean. Like he, how long did Orange Cassidy not need the belt? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if him him getting the old Atlantic's kind of just like him giving his him his flowers really, yeah. But mm-hmm. I, I feel like the acclaimed have like kind of transcended the tag titles, especially now. Especially now they've got them now. They because like if they never won them, it would have been all right. They're really popular, but they never won the belts. But now mm. it's they've won the belts. They can lose the belts, but guess what? They're still really popular. And but they've also been champions, so you can you can't say they never won the belts or anything like that. It's almost like mm-hmm. a, it's almost like ticking a box with them. It's like right, if you want them to solidify themselves as, as the top one of the top teams because they, they they get the biggest pops, they sell the most merch, you know, they get the most fans and the chance and the signs of the crowd. But then you're going to get dickheads on the internet like us who go, oh yeah, but they never won the titles. Well, here you go, they won the titles. They had them for like four months and now they dropped them, and now. Guess what? I don't think they'll win them back. Mm, I, I think Daddy Ass turns. I think they do a rematch at Revolution. I think Daddy uh, Ass turns on them. Mm-hmm. And then, because they don't need Billy Gunn anymore. Like, Billy Gunn can go back and be the hype man for the Ass Boys because they need Billy Gunn. Um, mm. But then, absolutely top, do. But then Top Flight can beat them. Like, I don't know. The Ass Boys have Stokely. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I actually think 
I mean, again, it's another story. So we talked, didn't we? Like when the Acclaim won the titles, how they went from being on Dark to like rising up through the ranks and winning the tag titles. Now you've got the Ass Boys. All right, we take the piss out of them. People are getting, people are saying, I know people are saying on the internet, oh, they're only here because Dan Hauser made them like popular and, and this and that. They're really That's good in the true. ring. They're really good wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Like we were saying like a year ago um, that they've like, they could go on to become like an FTR style tag team. Like doing FTR those, like... said that last year. FTR were like, I know like they're like, like and goofy, but like you're you're all sleeping on the guns. Mm. Like he lit, they literally said that like on Twitter. And don't forget, they've gone from like the fucking cheerleaders in the COVID crowd, and now the tag so, team like, champions. The yeah, and that's awesome. Top like, heel tag. yeah, top heel tag tag team. Yeah, and and that's that's just really good fun, and it's it's a really. I know it's obviously everyone's sadly claiming lost the titles, but if you look at it in a microcosm of the Ass Boys, that's a really good cool story that they've told. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just think two weeks earlier it would have been Jarrett and Jay Lethal. I mean, is that what you really wanted? I saw someone said they would have preferred that. I was like, fuck right off. Like, <laughs> you talk about like no. you talk about how like wrestling companies don't push young talent, and you talk about how like it's the same guys who win belts all the time. And then if a company has the bollocks to put the belts on a young team like this, and then you act negatively, then what the fuck do you expect is going to happen next time? Yeah, well, that's one thing, isn't it? You've literally one one thing that kind of goes unsaid about this is they've took it from one homegrown tag team to another homegrown tag team. Yeah. But do you know not there's there's a thing um like yeah there was like there was like a, a statistic like about XWWE guys like there was an episode of Dynamite recently where like no XWWE guys wrestled or something like that or like it was it was mad. Mm-hmm. It was yeah and like, yeah see people complain but like you look at you look at this card you look at the, you look at the champions now and it's all guys who've never been in WWE. And this was it's so funny as well, you know, because like, you know, a lot of the 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 XWW, I'm gonna say that with like air quotes as well. You no, know, a lot of the XWWE guys, they don't feel like WWE guys anymore. You no, know well, I mean? like well, I, of... I, well, as Jake is correct, I mean, I just totally forgot because I called Joe an X and a non XWWE guy because I don't actually associate Samoa Joe with WWE in my head. Well, Ring of Honor. Well, Impact, TNA. It, TNA for me, yeah, but yeah. But um, but like. I think there's a lot of WWE guys like that don't feel like WWE guys anymore. Like they've outgrown that. Yeah, like FTR. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm. FTR don't feel like they're revival anymore. They feel like different people. Mm-hmm. Well, like, even Mox. Yeah, yeah, John Mox. John Moxley is not Dean Ambrose. Like, and, and at all, has, they, and, no, they don't even look like the person. They're like at all. Like, Moxley looks like know. someone who like killed Dean Ambrose and drank all his blood. Yeah. <laughs> Like that's the only one thing they've got in common. So yeah, it's it was it was a it, I really enjoyed it. It was really good storytelling. The, the ending was a bit fucky, but in a good way. Like it gives the acclaimed mm-hmm. a legitimate grievance, which is nice. Um, and yeah, Billy Gunn came out and there was a big swear. They swerved us because we all thought Billy was going to turn. So yeah, you know what's really funny as well is that like those tactics that the acclaimed would have resorted to. Like this time last year. Yeah, now and now the acclaimed are the ones who are like the paragons of virtue, and the yeah. ass boys are like are the bad well, guys. When they won the tag titles, the hit was a Keith or Swerve. The hit with the Swerve, uh... Billy Gunn hit Swerve, didn't Binder. he? Yeah. So it's, it's that was Swerve's like fault. Almost... Swerve was Swerve was being a prick, to be fair. So yeah, yeah. Swerve's a bastard. Uh, <laughs> right. Should we Probably move on to Rampage then? 
Mm-hmm. Right, obviously good thing. Oh. Fantastic dynamite. Really, really good dynamite. Um, yeah. Opening rampage. Speaking of bangers, uh, Blackpool Combat Club, oh, John Moxley, Claudio, God. and Wheeler versus beautiful himbo Kip Sabian. Um, actual fucking murderer, the butcher and the blade. The butcher looks terrible. He shaved all his hair off and he looks like a fucking demon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This match was incredible. It was so good. Like, yeah. Uh, you taste the, he looks like if you like a vault, Dax Harwood with a murder stone. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. with a pork chop. Told you. With a magic pork chop. That's what a murder stone is a pork chop. <laughs> or a meat cleaver. Um, yes. That's it. But yeah, the, the one one thing I took away from this match is I want Kip Sabian versus all of the Blackpool Combat Club in, in singles. Oh my God. Yes. Yes, he please. Had such I good need chemistry all of with that. Mox. He had amazing chemistry with Claudio. It just really fantastic feels, with it just, Utah. I love just, those it just, bits. It just really feels like Sabian's finally putting it all together now, doesn't he? Like mm-hmm. he's, he's, got, uh, he's, he's always been a good wrestler. He's always been great in the ring. But now he's like a really... like Because he has his promo later in, in this as well. And he's, he has, he's, I think he's now got a really compelling character. He's so intriguing, isn't he? Like, mm. oh. Yeah. It's because like, he's he's embracing like the the stereotype. The he's change. Just like, you know, he's just this really cool, smarmy British, like well-spoken, slightly sinister, like um like Peter Cushing. Charles Crowley. Like Peter Cushing in Star Wars. You know, he's he's like <laughs> he's like the scariest man in that movie. He's scarier than Darth Vader because he just talks like a calm British gentleman, and like, mm-hmm. he's really terrifying. And that's what he, that's what Kip Sabian's doing here. He's got big Sweeney Todd energy. Yeah. I need him and Charles Crowley. In oh, a, um, that'd, that'd be fucking great. In a tag, in a tag team, that's what I need. Yeah, but a uh, interest, interesting note on the finish here is Claudio wins with a European upcut on the blade, which is quite nice. Yeah, big old pop of oh, all. Yeah, can't get a regular European upcut. He like throws him up in the air and then like, knocks him even uh, further up in the air. Isn't it the um, uppercut swing finny? Isn't that what it's called? Probably. <laughs> that's what it should I, be. I'm, I'm just upset that he, uh, he didn't do the swing on Butcher. Oh yeah, I'd love them to, to keep this to run this back. Um user and Claudio versus Butcher and the Blade at some point. I'd oh. really enjoy that. Get yeah. that in Ring of Honor. Well did, did see that User and Claudio are gonna go after the ROH tag titles, didn't they? And then didn't mm-hmm. Well, but, yeah, I, obviously they're they're all kind of up in the air at the moment, aren't they? So mm-hmm. nah, uh, Mark Briscoe's okay. gonna defend them both on his own. Uh right, next I'd up, love uh, that. Uh, Next up, we had um, Darby Allen vignette. This is interesting. Um, so, obviously, he said he wouldn't face... We talked about this last week. He won't face Samoa Joe for the TNT title while Joe is Joe champion. Um, and then Sting says the two of them are going to go out in a blaze of glory. Which means, are they going to go on a tag team run? I was going I, I to say I wouldn't be surprised if Darby and Sting are throwing the guns. Oh, that'd be a thing, wouldn't it? Because yeah. Sting's, like, Sting's... Build it up, build it up well, to Sting and Darby at, like... Double or nothing. Well, Sting's in the last year of his contract, and he said he's probably going to retire at the end of the year. Mm. So, what a way to go out as tag champion! I, I'd, I'd say. If you'd have said to me that Sting's going to be tag team in twenty twenty three, I'd say have them win the tag titles at um, double or nothing, or like on the way to double or nothing. Maybe have them mm. lose them at double or nothing, and then have Derby turn on Sting. Ooh. And have like oh heel God. Derby versus Sting. Can you turn Derby heel? Really? <gasps> yeah. Yes. But all, all the kids love him. Yeah, but everyone fucking loves Sting. Yeah, true. Sting's like the most over thing in AEW. Um, yeah. Next up, then we got a sneak preview. Adam Cole's having an interview with Renee. Um, full interview. This. Do you reckon that's going to set up his match, 
or put us towards it. We we know we he's having chugs. a match at Revolution. Um, I'm intrigued who he's going to face because I, he, he's, it's probably one of the only things where I can't quite predict who he's going to face. Yeah, I I can't put my finger on who he's going to face. Have you got any inklings? I mean, Juice makes sense, right? Because of like the Jay White thing, maybe. Have him, have yeah. him face Kenny for the New Japan title. Well, I feel I feel like because the sort of position him as a face, it makes sense to have him wrestle a heel, doesn't it? Mm. But then yeah, yeah, the way okay, he's again, talking a- about it and. It's another one of those things that you can't bring after the pop you got in that promo. You cut, you can't bring it back as a heel, can you? I mean, if if anyone's going to be able to turn the fans on him, it's Adam Cole because he's that good a heel. Yeah, but like, um, everyone wants to just have a little cry with him because he was real badly hurt. So yeah, um, have heel yeah, hangman just batter him. Well, it's hangman's it's interesting. It's interesting, isn't it? Because on that like Rene thing, he's essentially like talking about. Oh, yeah, I really want to face this guy, so. It could be a face. It could be a heel. Like I mean, if he's he could do a compelling ju- face versus face one. If he's having an issue with Renee, can it not just be Moxley? <gasps> Please give me that. I mean, uh, he, he needs someone who's not going to reconcuss him, mate. Because <laughs> Moxley can, well, well, Moxley can just work heel, though, can't he? Because he's John Moxley. Yeah, he can just come out and be but like, also... "I'm just going to fucking murder you." Like that's Moxley's whole like character is just, "I'm going to hurt you." Like you shouldn't have come back. Like, like I you feel like that as a sign. I, I think I think one of the matches that I'm predicting for um, Revolution is Mox versus Hangman in a Texas Death match. Oof, that yeah. feels that feels like the way they're going, um, because they keep knocking each other out. Um, or a light out match. Well, I, that's why I thought Texas Death match because like a last man standing, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. We'll move on. Have to move on. Um, there's some more impractical jokes stuff that no one cares about. Um, Dustin yeah, Swerve. Small bat. Yeah, Dustin Swerve. We're gonna have a match. That'd be good. Uh, Ruby Soho beat Marina Shafir. I think it was a decent yeah. match. I thought this was probably the best Marina Shafir's looked in a while. Um, mm-hmm. I thought she, she had a really good show in here. And Ruby yeah. Soho. Ruby Soho's there. She's doing fine. Yeah. She's getting yeah. better. Yeah, she's she's finding a place now. I think, I think it took time for her to bed in, but I think this and again, I think this storyline is going to give her something to do. Like really, that's really going to define her role for it's the doing next. Doing more like, for of, her, isn't it? Yeah, it's really going to help define where Ruby sits in in the whole like sort of you know women's landscape, which I think's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, next up, Mark Briscoe cuts a great promo. Um, Josh Woods is going to wrestle him, which is going to be exciting. I fucking love yeah. Mark. Oh, he's just, good, he's just got such easy energy in front of the camera, hasn't he? Mark Briscoe. It is well it, the thing is as well is like he's really intelligent, isn't he? Yeah. Oh my like, god, yeah. Rick Rick Abani was talking about it like he like they did like an IQ test of all the uh, Ring of Honor locker room and like Mark Briscoe had the highest IQ out of everybody. Yeah, just because he talks funny doesn't mean he's like he's thirty. Like, they used to he's be, like, dead well spoken. Yeah, they said as well. Like he was always the guy who used to like plan all the matches out for like the Briscoes and stuff. And like you just Jay just he just like tell Jay what to do basically, and Jay just do it. What's yeah. funny though is that like they were kind of getting at that in this promo because Woods was like, "Oh, I need to speak slowly for you," mm. and like Mark looked fuming. <laughs> I, I I love the fact that like like um Mark Stalin was like, "Oh yeah, why don't you join us?" He's like, "Oh no, I'm on my own now." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like he's he's just trying to like he's like oh Woodsy and Woods like 
we're not in Sandy Hook anymore. It's like, oh, yeah. Josh, we're going to try and mayor the Mark Briscoe. I'm just happy that Mark Briscoe is getting a single run. Like, yeah, it, it it's great that they're like giving him something to do um, out of like the tragedy of losing his brother. Like, mm-hmm. and it, it doesn't it doesn't feel forced either. It feels like, all right, well, this is a guy who's really fucking good and he wants to wrestle. And he wants to be there. Yeah. And the fans love him. Let's just use him. They didn't. Yeah. He doesn't even like need a title. Does he? he can just. Oh I, my god! I'd, Let's I'd have Adam Cole and Mark Briscoe. I'd <laughs> love it if Mark brought back Jay's um, custom Ring of Honor title. Ring of Honor. Yeah. Oh yeah. And just offended. Uh, and unified. Yeah, let's have Mark Briscoe and Adam Cole revolution. Yeah. Next up, then Jungle Boy Jack Perry squashes Ryan Nemeth with a new finisher. Yeah, just a sliding forearm to the back of the head. Some sort of hidden blade, yeah. almost. <laughs> um, after the match, um, self-proclaimed tripod Brian Cage comes out and <laughs> uh, calls our jungle boy. <laughs> yeah, oh. he did. Wow. He did. Bra- Stop trying to make Brian Cage happen. <laughs> I say that Brian Cage has actually been um, bangers all fucking... Oh, yeah, yeah, but he's fine if he's not allowed to talk. Ortiz <laughs> comes out. Ortiz has a backstage segment. Sorry, he says that basically him and Eddie have to because have a fight and sort it out. Which yeah, yeah it's probably what they're aiming for, isn't it? Which is fine. And then before not the main event, didn't they announce it? Well for I think they did announce it. Yeah. Um, before it's the match, end well for him. No. Um, before the main event, Renee was talking to Hangman. Kip Sabian rocks up and does his little. Um, I'm an English Aha. dude. Um, t- mustache twirling. It's like the most. It's like the most mustache twirling promo I think anyone's ever cut in AW. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless you're William Regal. Yeah. Well, but, uh, this, if, this is... if they if they that other one where he's actually twirling his mustache um, to like tease Trent Seven. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then they announced next week it's going to be John Moxie and Claudio versus Roosh and uh, Preston Bounce in a tornado t- yes. Texas tornado time match, which will oh, be because they came out at the end, didn't they? There's going to be so much Yeah. And then, yeah, uh, main event, Orange Cassidy versus Lee Moriarty. They all had the championship. Yeah, this was really Absolute good. Yeah. Lee, Moriarty, Lee Moriarty's a really good wrestler. Orange Cassidy's a really good wrestler. They had a really good wrestling match. It's 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 weird, isn't it, how that happens? Yeah. Um, I love Lee Moriarty. He's so good. His, his offense is just so, like, different, isn't it? It's just... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like the whole because, like, obviously he says like Tiger Styles that he's just like he moves like water, he adapts to everything, kind of like Bruce Lee's yeah. sort of mantra. And he does like every match he has, he kind of meets that style, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, but, really, yeah. really fun. Um, and it it finished in a really interesting way as well. So Moriarty had him in a submission, and Orange Cassidy actually rolled it, rolled up for a pin as well, which was yeah. kind of cool. Like Cassidy, just again the ultimate, like the ultimate opportunistic, like oh, just not trying. Oh, I'm in a submission. I'll just roll over. There we go. I've got a pin. Yeah, it's great. I'd like to see Moriarty dethrone Yusef for the pure championship. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah, be surprised if we got Moriarty versus Utah at um, Supercard. Mm. Agreed. Yeah, it feels like kind of what like a logical match to put on. And then a little mm-hmm. surprise at the end. So after the match. Um, Jay Lethal, Jeff Jarrett come in and attack Cassidy um, with the Golden Globe. Satnam Singh comes in and blocks the best friends. Um, everyone to lay it out. Jarrett's about to hit Cassidy with the guitar. The Acclaimed come out and make them safe. Yeah. We've had a match confirmed, haven't we? 
Yeah, uh, the acclaim yeah. and Orange Cassidy versus uh, Jarrett Lethal and Singh. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that'll be fun. Uh, yeah, yeah, decent, fun episode of Rampage. Um, yeah, really, really solid matches all around. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, and we've got an earlier start to Rampage next week. Yeah, right? it's, it's a bit a nice. Rampage we might actually be able to watch. Well, I don't know, because I've got to be up early to get the train the next day, but we'll see. I uh, mean, I'll already be there, so it's fine. Yeah. I'm just going to have no sleep that weekend. It's okay. <laughs> Uh, right, we'll have another quick break. Um, if you're on Jack's, you can have some more music. We'll have some Blackstone Cherry, some um, Placebo, and some Ghost. And then we'll be back to talk some news. <laughs> news. Okay, we're back for a quick fire round of news. We've got about 10 minutes or so. We're going to fire through some big old stories. Because um, it's been a it's been a hell of a week for news, so we'll start with the bit. What I think is well, what we sort of thought was the big one, um, and that was sorry, I've done nothing. I've not written anything down, and I'm just clicking on it on a website. Uh, Tony Khan claims <laughs> that AEW talent slash staff said they were asked by WWE to break their contracts. So this is a follow up from a story that was reported um, last year in August that Tony Khan held a talent meeting. Um, head into All Out, where he brought up how Mega, the chief legal officer, sent an email to then WWE CEO Stephanie McMahon uh, regarding talent tampering. Obviously, Stephanie's no longer at the company. Um, so he appeared on the Dan LeBatard show with Stugots. I don't know what that is. You can buy those other things. Yeah. <laughs> he discussed his alleged tampering by the route motion, noted that a lot of AEW wrestlers told him about the tampering. Uh, so this is a quote from Tony. He said, I can't really comment on what their internal struggles, internal strifes are because I don't work there and I'm not there. I can only speak to the challenges we've had. I've got a lot of wrestlers who come to me and allege that WWE reached out to them to tamper with their contracts and asked them to break their contracts. I can't confirm that specifically. I can only tell you what the wrestlers have come to me and said, but I've had multiple wrestlers and staff report that to me. It was very disturbing. I've had to go out and try and put on good shows despite this alleged tampering and stuff like that. Frankly, I don't think it stopped because stopped us because the quality of the product and the quality of the shows all-time high right now um and then he was asked whether he thought the wrestling business was as dirty as the fight business and he replied the rest of the business is very dirty i can't speak to the fight business but certainly i think it's more organized than the fight business as far as there's two i think well-organized promotions competing with each other so this is also brought up a lot of people mentioning stuff on the internet like um wb basically trying to block new japan from running madison square garden uh, even though they don't really run there anymore. Like, I mean, it's just, I mean, obviously there's always a bit of corporate, like, give and take, isn't there? Like, cut and thrust, I think, is, is the way to describe it. But well, this MLW as well, um, they they were re- they were negotiating a TV deal with Vice and WWE, like, kind of approached and went, don't take that on. Yeah. And then MLW took WWE to cause over it. Um, it was also, and obviously it was never kind of confirmed but it was just happened to be a weird coincidence that when New Japan um ran the Hammerstein ballroom their ambulances all got cancelled so they had to like basically scramble around to get like ambulances back at the show mm. um, and when GCW ran it um somebody had tipped off uh, the New York Athletic Commission about Nick Wayne being Nick Wayne. under 18 so he got pulled from the show um, also, this is the company that reported AEW's uh, Women's Street Fight in New Year's Eve 
2021 um tried to get it they basically described it as mutil- self mutilation or something was it or like something yeah. like that and I complained they basically complained to the advertising or the standards it, it, agency about it, it or something like that the grass of AW to uh Domino's as well didn't oh he? yeah when Nick Cage was using a pizza cutter on Jericho killing Chris Jericho that was so funny pizza. um yeah I mean it, it's it's weird isn't it like the the self well not even the self-professed they are the biggest wrestling company in the world they shouldn't have to resort to shit like that mm-hmm. yeah well, it, it shows same... that it makes them seem like they're scared like they don't want the competition well at, at the same time like you, you look at the way Vince has always handled things and he's always done shit like that. It's mm-hmm. just now there's laws in place that stop him from doing that. Mm, but and... it doesn't seem to care. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Well, it, it's it's like Jericho said, um, after, like straight after the AW like announcement press conference, Vince like called him and was like, I want you to break your contract and come to us. And Jericho was like, well, I've signed three years. I'm not, I'm not going to break it. Yeah. Yeah. And, Vince was like, "Well, we'll have to speak in three years." Then, obviously, Jericho's resigned now. But yeah, it, it's clearly that didn't happen. But it's it's clearly like interesting that they think they can get away with. It. But also, what kind of intrigues me is why haven't AEW took them to court over? Well, if, they, if they've got, if they've got these allegations, they'll clearly have like evidence like emails and shit or like I don't I don't I don't think there's any evidence that's a problem uh, oh Tony, no that's what, what it said on Fightful sorry um it said that there's no um no concrete evidence no concrete evidence it's just words isn't it oh so like, it'll, it'll all be done very 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 subtly won't it it won't be like there won't be an email like Triple H no, will be emailing be a like, phone call where it's like oh yeah he's called Triple, Triple H is an email like malachiblack at gmail.com you're like hey Malachi would you like to break your contract and come back to WWE please uh, you know, no, what he does is send Bobby Fish, <laughs> yeah, Bobby Fish, in his time machine. Bobby Fish is just there having a smoke outside the AW locker room, just like, Hey, mate, come here. Do you want to, uh, do you want to, do you want to break your contract? Come back to the step in my time machine. <laughs> I was like, You fucking weird old man, no, Bobby Fish has got one of those like traveling salesmen, like wagons, <laughs> <laughs> peddling snake oil and elixirs. <laughs> also, do you want this set of encyclopedias? <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, then, um. Remember Conan? Yeah, he's still a fucking dickhead. Um, Ugh. On this, this was reported uh, on anyone his... who anyone who spends that much time with Disco and Fear, well, clear, fucking wet wipe. Well, on his Keeping It One Hundred podcast, uh, Conan said this of lovely, beautiful Takeshita. Well, Takeshita, this is quote. Well, Takeshita, whatever. He's got heat with me, and he's lucky I wasn't in El Paso because when he went up and did the Eddie Guerrero thing for the frog splash, you're not Mexican, dude. I don't care. Stick to your nationality. Now, the the, the key takeaway here, apart from Conan being a horrible racist, is, is the that fact Conan that Conan isn't Mexican. Well, no, that as well. The fact that also Conan <laughs> thinks that if he was there, he would somehow be able to batter Takeshita, who is like an incredibly tall, in shape, athletic man, and Conan is none of those things. Well, except yeah. man. Co- Conan needs a fucking hip replacement every other week. Um, like, what, would Co- the, the... what would Conan have done? Would he have stepped at Takeshita? Like, really? <laughs> thing, imagine, thing is... imagine if Eddie Kingston saw that. Like, no, not happening. The, the thing, the thing is as well though. Like, he's not, he's not said anything about Logan Paul doing it. No. Yeah. He's not said anything about when Sasha Banks has done it in the past. Well, it no takes. So, 
open well, issue went to Kestros. Well, I didn't listen to the podcast because fuck no. I'd rather listen to no. like cats fornicating no. for three hours. Um, but <laughs> uh, so apparently this is a passing reference in the middle of him and Disco Inferno burying AW and apparently feigning that they don't understand why fans pop hard for the action in AW rings. Well, because it's fucking good wrestling, mate. If you book something, you'd know about it. How long were you there as well, though? Like Conan's. Conan's got fucking beef with AEW, hasn't he? Because of like some of the AAA. Well, they they fucking used to pay him. They they had him on the show. Mm. I don't understand. Yeah, like, like... There, there was there was some kind of fallout with AEW and Triple and AAA at some point. I think. I mean, you've got to be. A well, I think dick. it was because of the Sammy and Ty thing. Was like. Mm. Yeah. I mean, he's he's got Disco Inferno on his podcast, so he's the real fucking loser here. But they still won Kenny. Yeah, he has to do this. Of course, somebody's going to do an Eddie Guerrero thing in his fucking hometown. Yeah, but if there's just one Mexican next time, then that's all I'm saying. Uh, Speaking of Eddie Kingston, carrying on with the bad news, Eddie Kingston has an injury. Um, He's been pulled from the Fire Wrestling's show. He was pulled um, on the 11th. Yeah, he Um, has. Oh, sorry, this was meant to happen. Yeah, so he was pulled from the Fire Wrestling. Um, it, the, the the one for um, Battle in the Valley is still scheduled to go ahead. Yes, that's him v Jay White. I really hope that match happens because I really want to see it. Oh, my God. I want to see Jay White get absolutely murdered. And I love Jay White, but like, I just need that. Like, my own catharsis, really. Yeah, a bit more injury news. Um, Amari Miller has tore an ACL. Uh, noted shield undergo surgery the next week. So yeah, obviously be a while before we see her back. But yeah, wish you all the best. And a bit of a random ass one to finish on. Um, Pat McAfee is being sued by Brett Favre. Why? So WWE color commentator Pat McAfee is facing a lawsuit alongside Shannon Sharp from legendary Green Bay Packers quarterback Brett Favre for defamatory remarks they made against him regarding the Mississippi welfare case fraud. Um, he also sued Mississippi Auditor Shad White for defamatory allegations made about the case. The lawsuit stated McAfee called Favre a, quote, thief who was, quote, stealing from poor people in Mississippi. The former quarterback repaid a $1.1 million payment he got, apparently, off the state of Mississippi, but not the $228,000 interest that was also asked for. He claimed that he was not aware of the source of the funds that he got. Once Favre paid back the money, White asked for another $5 million because Favre got $5 million from the welfare fund to pay for a volleyball arena at the University of Southern Mississippi, which is Favre's alma mater. Uh, while speaking on his radio show today, McAfee addressed the lawsuit. He said, I'm getting sued by Brett Favre. Yup, we made it, boys. McAfee then made a toast with his crew before continuing. I'm getting sued alongside Shannon Sharp and Lauder in Mississippi by Brett fucking Favre. Brett Favre is suing me in a defamation lawsuit, saying I defamed his name to try and earn a profit. With this, I believe, comes discovery and depositions and all these other things. So I would like to let the New York lawyers who wrote me two letters before this thing got announced. McAfee stated, um, so I looked at the letter, um, he said in the letter they wanted him to remove all mention of Favre from the archives of his radio show, Twitter, and YouTube library. He called it a warning shot. And so I looked at that and said, that's hilarious. Of course, we're not doing that. Put that down. Move on with my life. He was informed a few days later that he had until this past Wednesday night at 8.30 to issue a public apology to Favre, remove all content that includes Favre's name. Um, and I'd like to let everyone know that the quotes that were in the lawsuit were certainly accurate, but there's one word that I believe was said often on this program, which was allegedly. Our job is to report the news. At the time, it was allegedly going on down in Mississippi with Brett Favre, the man suing me for money. McAfee added, we have to cover that situation, and we certainly said allegedly, and a lot of people wondering how many lawyers are going to handle this. You know it. I ain't got them, so let's ride this fucker. I'm excited. I'll see you in court. Amazing. I love McAfee. 
Pat's <laughs> got big fuck you energy, so everybody will love him. He really yeah. has. So yeah, there we go. Pat McAfee is not afraid of being super referred, which all, to be fair, no one should be afraid. Always fucking working, Pat McAfee as well. <laughs> In the year 2023, no, nobody should be afraid of Brett Favre, very frankly. Um, no. so, so yeah, that's probably about right. Allegedly. Apparently he's, he's litigious. We, we've learned that. So um... Yeah, there's a... Uh... His bank um, balance will start tingling if we start talking about him too much. Allegedly. Yeah. Um, allegedly. Uh, allegedly, then that's where we're going to have to leave it before Brett Favre fucking sues us into oblivion. <laughs> so yeah, allegedly. We'll, um, we'll be back I, next week. I did see another, if we've got time to just we, touch on it. We do not. Well, if you, you've got oh. 10 seconds, hit me, give, me the, give me the cliff notes. Um, essentially, like a lot of people are saying that Vince being back at WWE is a hindrance for selling the company. Gasp. Shock horror. Um, yeah. Yeah, he said he. Uh, this is the man who said he'll step down if the right buyer is found. Yet he's the man who gets to pick the buyer. So you know. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Right. Anyway, we're gonna leave it there. We're back next week. We'll talk about all your wrestling. Uh, me and Faye are going to One PW to watch Mr. Will Osprey destroy Robbie X. So we'll both tell you all about that and Robbie all of this. Robbie X isn't real. It's fine. <laughs> so yeah, we'll be back next week to talk to you all about that and all your other normal wrestling bits and bobs. Uh, yeah. Take care. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Hello, yes, Danhausen here. Danhausen has been summoned. You must love this podcast, Housen, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Housen. (laughs) 